This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 101 of Celtic Loomis TV, the Bars and Bars podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. You can check out all the links to the podcast in the description below. Also, don't forget to hit the like button if you like what myself and Mark do. On tonight's show, we'll take a look back at yesterday's 6-1 trashing of Hibs at Celtic Park. A look ahead to Wednesday's game against Motherwell in the League Cup quarter-final at Four Park. And we'll also talk about the introduction of VAR next week in the SPL weekend's game. Firstly, though, I'll head off to Mark for a few shout-outs. Thanks very much, Paul. A few shout-outs to the guys on the on the forum with Tim Alloy, Richie and his family at Glasgow Green. A wee special shout-out to uh, Jerry McGinn. He's been helping me sort out a wee studio thing, Paul, and went above and beyond. We want to see the wee PC, mm-hmm. PC and that. He's bought his man, he bought his bolties, and it was cost his buttons for what he's done. So a big shout-out to Jerry. Thanks very much for that. The uh, guys who's joining us, who've we got... Uh, Jabber, if they're Jabber in the evening, Jabber, Mikey, Brian, nice to see you in, Brian, Bobby as always, Bobby's here, good to see you, Bobby. As Paul says, if you know what to do, hit the like button and leave a comment as well, because that helps grow this thing on the YouTube algorithm and that. Uh, links to our forum, our everything, our forum, our Discord, we've got a video game in Discord, there's a link to all that in the description box below through our link tree. So if you're looking for to get involved with any of that, feel free to come and join in. It's a good, you got a good crack in that. So everybody's more than welcome to go on to, to come on anything. On you go, bud. Celtic 6, Hibs 1. Starting lineup was Hart, Barnaby, Jens, Vickers, Walson, Moy, O'Reilly, Hayate, Forrest, Gio, Hax, Banovic. Score was, was <coughs> James, James Forrest, 3 goals, Gio, 2 goals, Marita. James Forrest joins the elite club of 100 goals uh, for Celtic. Uh, 20 trophies, 10 league titles, 5 league cups, 5 Scottish cups. A Celtic man true and true. Uh, he, he justified his uh, starting lineup yesterday. The stats for the game were shots 20 to Celtic, 9 to Hibs on target, 9 to 5. Possession 58 to 42. Passes 521 to 383. 85% accuracy. Mark, I suppose before we start, I think we 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 have to talk about firstly when the lineup came in. I think everyone was going James Forrest. No, it wasn't even just James Forrest, Paul. Just as soon as I seen the lineup, I said on the live chat, and that was like, oh, this could be a long day for us. But Aaron Moy, I mean, you know how I feel about him, but hands up, I thought he had a good game yesterday. Aaron Moy, and again, James Forrest made me a big, big bowl of humble pie. I've given him pelters over the years, but. You can't argue with the stats, Paul, but I still think he could... I'm, I'm always going to put a dampener on it. I still think he could have done a lot better over the years for us. 
for mm-hmm. the length of time he's been here. I don't. I think he should have reached a hundred goals for Celtic a long, long time ago. But I'm delighted for him. Yeah. I, I mean, if he can find that kind of forum, Paul. Exactly, man. Uh, consistently, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to be first choice all the time. But if he can find that kind of, if Forrest can find kind of, find that kind of forum consistently, Paul. He's gonna be snapping at the heels of the first choices. Do you know what I mean? He'll be a, he'll, I'll we just kinda of assumed he'd just be naming a squad player this year, really, didn't we? But if yeah, he's produce, that, if that he can, problem, Mark. Mm. If he's producing like that, but he's going he's he's gonna be keeping the rest of the, the the wingers on their toes because he's oh I mean that was his first start as well, wasn't it, for the full Is season? it down to Mark maybe? And actually not starting James Forrest till he was till he felt he was rice. He's always struggled with that. That's mm-hmm. one side of the thing mm-hmm. Forrest always struggled with, with like keeping fit, kind of his body weight and stuff like that. So maybe it's just over the last few months he's really it's, it's kind of kicked in and started working because he did look a lot fitter and a lot leaner, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was totally taken aback with him, Paul. I really was. I was, I was shocked. Even the Rollins, I'm, I'm Mark, absolutely he was delighted. Like, he was you know James what I mean? It looked like James Forrest when we had Patrick Roberts there when he, when he was playing under Ronnie Doyle as well. Like he looked fast, he looked thing. He, he was taking on players yesterday, and it could be down to a number of things. Like it could be down to proper structural in the club, Mark. Sports science department maybe Aye. working with James Forrest, maybe looking at these injuries that he was having. Do you get me? You know, Aye. could be all that. But like, you can't him great, great goals, Mark. You know, you know, James Forrest of old coming in off the off the wings, scoring goals, getting into right positions. Do you know what I mean? It was just, I wasn't expecting that performance. No. Like I thought Hibs were giving us a, a tough game and Hibs played the, the way Hibs play, I think, Mark. And just, well, I, spoke to Mike, I spoke to Mikey, uh, was it Friday or Thursday or something we were talking, I was talking to Mikey, and I said to Mikey, and we were talking about it, and we thought, this is going to be a tough game. Hibs were in a good run. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were sitting third in the league. I don't know if it's happened or this weekend, but they were sitting third in the league. They'd been a good run. Uh, even they beat uh, Dundee United, beat them. But Mikey says that Jonas was at the game and says that Hibs had pure battered them. They were lucky to get away with the, with the points in that. So I was expecting a right, a right hard game for Celtic. And I, but I said as well, Paul, if you can get that early goal, it's always a good thing. And we we go to that. So maybe maybe that was a kind of catalyst to to go into that kind of performance that we had. But I was expecting Murphy Hibbs to be honest. I really was, and maybe that's me taking. But maybe that's me taking something away from the Celtic performance, Paul. Maybe Celtic performance was just I that think good. Mark, we just. When did you ever see a manager making like, three or four substitutions at once at half time? Mm-hmm. So you can tell with the. I mean, the Hibbs manager it looked as if he jumped out the next catalogue rather than be to turn up to like manage a, a football game, but. He must not have been a happy chappy when he got into that dressing room. And you can't blame him. Hibs, they were terrible, really. They really were terrible. They were, Mark, I think, as well. Looking... Even in terms, right, terms, terms. I mean, family or, night, the night, that's how he's known. Or, or speed seemed to be to be back as well yesterday, Mark. I just, there's, there's two players who, who, who I want to talk about, Mark. One... Is Hak Sabanovic. No, he's not fully fit because uh, Andrew St. Louis, he took him off because he was carrying an old ankle injury and they were kind of protecting that. He, uh, he wanted to play, so they said they would give him the first half. That was the kind of mm-hmm. message I kind of got for mm-hmm. And Barnaby, Mark, at, at left back, I, I mean, oh. him bombing up that ring, Mark. And I, I know Taylor's improved, but Mark, 
you can't see Taylor going at, at speed like that up that wing and they have to get back. And, and his distribution match throughout the game, I thought, was brilliant. You know? Could it be, uh, against Mikey says it as well, he compared them to Izagiri, and that's who kind of barely mm-hmm. reminded me, but mm-hmm. is it maybe, Paul, when we're leading a mere, mere defensive, def- defensive left-back, we go with Taylor? Mm-hmm. When we're going to be in the front foot of that a lot, we can maybe go with Burnaby. Mm-hmm. I'll say uh, for the uh, Haksabanovich, I'll tell you, he puts in a better shift than Yota. Oh, brilliant. And, you get, and, and for me, that's that's a that's an important thing we spoke about. We spoke about that, Paul, especially in the Champions League games, Yota being no tracking back, but the shift that Haksabanovich puts in, mm-hmm. I, I thought really, I was really impressed with him as well yesterday. Really, Mark? Like he was even. I mean, don't, don't forget, don't forget as well, like... Bernabe can play at left wing. He can do, mm-hmm. He's played at left wing before. He can play anywhere up that left-hand side. So we could even go with a kind of Greg Taylor and Bernabe duo sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, I, I really impressed with they two. Uh, Abogar as well when he came on. We need, to mm-hmm. get, we need to start getting him in the starting team somehow, I think, as well. Just Maybe Ange Mark is kind of... Kind of... Breathing him in, his, his hands maybe breathing him in a bit slower, getting him these couple of minutes, then he's going to wait to start to maybe like Haksabanovic he did with him. But it's like, well, that's us halfway through October now, Paul, and mm-hmm. we don't know if he's going to be here next season. So what's the point of bringing him in? Yeah, that's the question. I mean, there's no doubt he's a cracking player, but he's uh, about... Athletic, Atletico Madrid not been in for him for twenty million pound, twenty million euros. So he's got something about him, and I've been impressed any time I've seen him coming on. But again, is it doing to Andrew's favourites? I thought yesterday would have been an ideal time to give the guy like a start, but he went with Moy. But we can't slag it off because it worked out, and Moy did play well. He really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but uh, evening, 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 Rod. Thanks for coming in there, Rod. Playing in McGregor's role again yesterday, and I I am actually looking, Mark, and I think O'Reilly actually brings the toughness to that role in something that we, we spoke about McGregor of the years, Mark, that he doesn't bring Aye. this kind of tough. And, and O'Reilly is a player, Mark, that I like. He, he likes to win for tackle, like he doesn't mind to be roughed up or thing like. And, and he, we can see with his distribution as well, Mark. It's 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 brilliant with O'Reilly, like you know. Uh, well, I said that before, even before McGregor was even injured, Paul, that I would like to mm-hmm. see O'Reilly playing in there. He's t- I don't get it right. He's not ideal to know, but maybe, he's be- maybe he can grow into the role a bit. I mean, he's only played it twice for us. I know they said he played at MK Dons and that, but he's only done it twice for us. And I don't think he's really let us down. No. I mean, I used to call him O'Reilly and that, just to be faulty towers joke, but I wasn't even to a real... To a, a couple of months back, just that I realised he was actually six foot two. Mm-hmm. He's a big bit of a lump, do you know what I mean? And he, I, I'd like to see him get. Well, obviously he's going to probably get a run in there, but that's defeating the, what I'm saying about Abogar. Into uh, I don't know. I'm it's not to say, but it might be a, a, a good thing for to find out what players can play in that position while McGregor is out injured. Mm-hmm. And another player. Um... And I am I'm, I'm I'm constantly saying it. I I actually prefer him just because of his his physical size again that he brings with Mark. And I think we saw that yesterday when they were trying to play the long balls over over to Boyle and stuff like that. Is is Radisson. He he for me Mark he just brings so much more 
to the Celtic team at the moment than than what Jovanovic brings. I think maybe Jovanovic's head was taunt, Mark, when all the speculation was thinking, but he, he doesn't look the same player as, as last season. He, he's been on the ball for a while. Maybe again, Paul, it's going to be the same seal that I've seen with Taylor. Maybe do the mm-hmm. same thing with, with Alston and Juranovic. Juranovic mm-hmm. is reading the game and that's that's different gravy compared to Ralston. Do you know what I mean? Ralston mm-hmm. has made all like, physical big runs and that. But for me, Ralston's better going forward than his defending, Paul. Mm-hmm. Do you know, yesterday, when I was looking at the, the stats for the game, yesterday's game was the highest race that our inverted full-backs got forward throughout the whole game, percentage-wise. It was that 91% mark throughout the whole game between Barnaby and, and Ralston pushing up. Barnaby Barnaby just seemed to be everywhere. He really mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Brian asking serious question. Are we missing Cal Mack? Will we miss him? I, th- I think well, he will Mark, miss it. Well, to an extent, I mean, he's a quality, quality player, sir. So you're going to miss him to an extent, but... I mean, but this is not Mark will only bring confidence into the team. Aye, you know what I mean? aye, and it's giving other players a chance, Paul. But we, keep going about, we keep going on about how big and good the squad is. Well, this is the time to prove it. I mean, any any know, team would... I think McGregor, I honestly, and I'm not just saying this, I honestly think Cal McGregor could play at any level. I really mm-hmm. do. I think he's got that kind of... Just that kind of composure and, and temperament and skill sets. I think he... I really do. I think Cal McGregor... Could have went on and played at probably the highest level of football, one of the big, big teams, I've no doubt about it. So mm-hmm. obviously you're going to miss a player that's that calibre, but we've, we've got other good players. We see there, we're seeing about, uh, we're, we're talking about O'Reilly playing well in it. Moy, well, we didn't play in that role, but he had a good game. We've, we've, no, we've still got the, the Jimmy Mack conundrum into it, what's going to happen with him and stuff like that. We've, so I, I think we'll miss him, but I don't think it'll have any, any great effect in the team. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think we will miss him, but I don't think it'll be any different. For you. I don't think it's going to be a, a major spanner in the works here, Brian. I think, Mark, if it was last season we saw the importance of Karamak when he was out injured, you know, we kind of missed him. But now Ange has got the players that he wanted and, and we actually have the players now to fit into these positions. Do you get me? That Aye. We, and will, will Ange maybe see could this kind of could Ange stumble across this kind of we're all going on about we need a bit of muscle a defensive proper defensive midfielder in there kind of thing. Could this mm-hmm. maybe open Ange's eyes to seeing somebody that's got a bit of physicality like mm-hmm. really seeing the difference of having a good ball player but with the physical side of the game add it into it kind of thing sir. It's, it'll be well, interesting as well to see how one. I mean, we've got a wad of games coming up between now and the World Cup, so it'll be interesting to see if he sticks with Ailey there or tries to like maybe give, give Jimmy Mark a wee chance in there or that. Mm-hmm. I think Mark, the thing that every Celtic fan was looking for yesterday was we, we were looking for the high intensity, we were looking for the passing that, that we know this team can do, and we we got that yesterday. Something clicked yesterday. I, I think the players. Do you think maybe the market players felt this kind of pressure from the fans that they knew they had to step up, they knew they had to put on a performance, and surely they did? Like, no, even for the fans, Paul. I'd like to think for Ange, they knew that they had to pull, get, put in mm-hmm. a good performance. I mean, but 
we weren't back to our kind of swash. I know that sounds ridiculous when we won six one, but we weren't back to our kind of swashbuckling self that we've seen at the beginning of the season. But it was a hell of a lot of improvement on what we've been used to the last few weeks. A mass, mm-hmm. It was totally night and day fall. Just the passing, the quickness here, the pressing, everything. It was just it was it was. As I say, I've no comparing it to earlier on the season, but we're we're nearly back there. Do you, mm-hmm. get, do you get what I mean? You're more critical, Mark, in front of goal as well. You're aye, aye, Gio aye. kind of provided a lot of that as well. He kind of brought a, a big presence as well up front. Something that we, we were saying we were missing, like, you know what I mean? And we're crossing balls in there and, like, they're going over Kyogo's head or, you know, we, we had a proper poster in there yesterday as well, you know? Aye, and he was lucky aye. not to get a hat trick, you know? Oh, yeah, he definitely was unlucky. But I just... Well, you've got to hand it to James Forrest. Yes, mm-hmm. you've got to hand it to him with his hat trick. But even apart from that, the rest of the team as well. Aye, it was, it was mere, mere clinical, Paul. It was mere, mere directness. Do you get what I mean? I, I, Jota, Jota's just that much off the boil as well, Paul. I think he's wasting a lot of our attacking play than when he's playing. Mm-hmm. Green kind of came into his uh, kind of... His decision-making. Yeah, I think he's, yeah. his decision-making's been affecting a lot of our were attacking player the last few games and that and I mean we know for a, we know that Forrest in front of goal Forrest got can score the goals do you get what I mean mm-hmm. Forrest probably could have been a striker if he'd maybe been a bit a bit taller of that kind of thing Paul mm-hmm. but, and again as I said the other night Paul we were needing midfielders not to start chipping with mere goals and there yesterday four of them you know what I mean Maida even got a goal yesterday Delighted for me, the man. Really, really, um, really, really, um. Hopefully, hopefully that, uh, that kind of gets his head back me around the kind of back and Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought, he was, I mean, he, he did. Put, I thought he did a decent enough game. I think he was trying to back him. Yeah, I think he was blown out his backside. Kind of, I think he should have probably got took off. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought he did. I thought that was maybe one of his better games in a long time as well. So hopefully, maybe that's him turned the corner. Yeah, face. because he seemed to be. Kind of tracking back as well, helping out the left mark, and he seemed to be like he, he was going into tackles as well. I remember there was one there when they were running on goal, and it was actually Marie that that played the slide tackle, you know. And aye, aye, you know, like we 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 have to talk about Jens as well, Mark and Vickers, because I think two of them actually are playing well together as well. Like we've seen in the past, Mark Celtic defense struggle against big big players, and and Boyle's a big player, but. He didn't get a sniff against the two lads yesterday. They, 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 they just controlled that game. And it's what... I just the think... The Vickers brings to that team aye, back. Aye, aye. I think it's... I think the defence is fine as long as Carter Vickers is in it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's... Whether it's Jens, who I've been impressed against Paul the last couple of games, I was a bit dithered with him. I thought he looked awfully... Awfully lightweight and a bit sloppy and that, but... But one, he cut a pass yesterday with outside his left foot, man. It was a pure belter out to the, mm-hmm. the left-hand side wing. Uh, but I have been impressed with Jens. But as long as Carter Vickers is there, I'm quite comfortable with whoever's going to be playing next time. I can actually see why Ange uh, gave the, ca- the the captain's armband mark to, to Vickers because he's a talker, Mark. I mean, he organises that defence. Do you know what I mean? He... As you said, like he doesn't have a man of the match for me, Brian. Saying, oh, I might be able to go that for Brian, man, after we James, he getting a hat trick. But he definitely you know, Matt, his you best could, game for a while. It, it's, you, you have to give it to James Forrest, like, but like, uh, 
But on the end, Haktabanovic is up there like I mean, they could have easily. I know he only played half a match, but that performance by him, Mark, yesterday, I, I, I just thought it was brilliant, Mark. That just we haven't seen the best of him yet. No, no, no anyway, you, you know? have. Uh, once he gets a run of games under his belt and fully up to speed, he could be frightening for us. He really could. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jota there, Jabber, saying, do you think Jota uh, gets walks back into the team? Don't know, Mark. Do you know what I mean? So, but no, no, and probably could, like, you know what I mean? You know? Like, oh, after, you after this team it. winning, Mark, I'd go with this team with Mudwell. Do you get me? Uh, see, that's a worry into it. What's he got? Is he going to chop and change it? Cause it's a, see, that's cause it's it, Mark. And I think that's what I think that's... Is is that maybe upsetting the, the consistency of the team? Do you mean like we like we, we had a limited squad last season, but you could always kind of predict the starting level under Ange last season. Do you get me? I would even... Mm-hmm. But let's just go with that starting 11 year on Saturday, which was a mix of backup players and first-team players. Yeah. I think... See, I think what he tried there on Saturday, Paul, was the, kind of, the same kind of experiment as he was trying at St. Martin. And mm-hmm. it, it didn't they click then, but it's... it's the same man just made too many changes, didn't I, he? I, I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what cost America. Like, it's grand making three or four changes like he did. Yes, I know some of them know how he had to make because of injury, but not change the whole team. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? You know, I... At the moment, Mark, you're talking about Yasa there. You have to talk about the way Gio took his goals yesterday, Mark. Can you see Kyogre getting into team at the moment? Like, there's so many questions you have to ask. Like, you know what I mean? You know? Kyogre's never a streaker for me. Never. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. Well, Mark, we saw it yesterday, right? I'm so, sorry, don't cut across. We saw it yesterday. Something that you've been screaming for since we signed Kyogre and Gio. You wanted to see Tuva on the pitch and Kyogo behind him. So Ange right. did that yesterday, and I don't see why Ange doesn't have doesn't start this to see if it works. Do you know I mean for a full forty-five minutes? Uh, even me? give a, even give a try. It's definitely something I think he should. But I'll, I'll be surprised. I, I really would be surprised if I seen him starting a game like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for, see if it, for me out and out, hundred percent, Paul. Gio Marcus has got to be the main striker mm-hmm, because that's mm-hmm. what he is. That's I mean, you want your main striker. You want you want your striker to score goals, and that's what Gio Marcus Gio Marcus does. Doesn't he? He, he might not, and he's got some work rate as well. No, I mean people might say, oh, he doesn't. He doesn't do much outside the box, really. Do you get what I mean? Be like collecting the ball and doing fancy stuff, stuff like that. I don't care about stuff like that. I want my number nine striker, centre forward, whatever you want to come. To just score goals, your Gary Hooper, like mm-hmm. Gary Hooper, that'll probably be like your more recent kind of player. It was just a pure out and out goal scorer. Yeah, Mark, he, he's there. Like he's he knows when the ball is coming. Like do you know what I mean? He knows where to be. Like and I think that's what we saw from Gio. Kyogo, a lot of the goals Gio scores, Kyogo wouldn't score, Paul. Mm-hmm. See the one, the one that the, the, the last minute winner last week. There's no way that Kyogo would have been in that position to get that goal against St. Johnson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a mere kind of... It's like in and about the penalty area. I, I, into, he's no your, Kyogo's not your big bustling centre-forward that's getting in and the, the, the dirty end of things. That's what Gio does. And it's got to be him that starts for me as long as he's fit. It really has. Also, Mark, we seem to be playing 
to more Gio's qualities. Like, because when Kyogo's playing, he seemed to be playing the same way as if Gio was on the pitch. Remember, I was constantly saying Aye. that. Like, and we seem to be putting crosses Aye. into the box, and we have Aye. a five foot striker in there. Do you know Aye. what I mean? Aye, there's no you point know? you putting in crosses if you've yeah. got a five foot five striker, definitely. Do you know what I mean? And we'd rather in there yesterday, who, who we all know, Marky, like, he, I think he provided nearly, is it 11? Assister to Gio last last season, like you know what I mean. Aye. If you're, I think Mark, if you're playing Gio, you have to play Radisson because he get down the wing. You know, I I really see Yasser get to the byline, not Yasser, sorry, Ivanovic, get to the byline as fast as uh, as Radisson would. And I'm not trying to compare the two, like, but I think going forward, I Radisson could be a better best if we're playing Gio. Do you know what I mean? Aye, uh, you know? I, th- I think I think as well. Ralston's a better crosser of the ball. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas again, Juranovic is more inclined to cut inside. And yeah. he's, he's made a cut inside that way. Whereas Ralston would rather go up to the byline and cross the ball into the box. But uh, for Ralston's crossing, I agree with you on that, Paul. I mean, it's, it's good options to have. Tins, Mark, yeah. You know what you know, I mean? I mean, that's just guys, that's just guys that can paid multi-million pounds off his Celtic every year and we're sitting saying, I've just bench him and play him. But it's, it's good options to have when you can say, well, there's, there's two good players there, Juranovic and Ralston, even though they play in the same position, they're different. They're different types of players. And that is something, I suppose we're getting back to Andrew, we always be super tweaks that will probably look, you probably need to kind of look into, but Aye, as far as I'm concerned, either or, but Ralston's crossing is definitely more uh, potent, potent. Aye, that's a good word, more potent than Juranovic's is. Jeez, by while you do, why? You looking at the actual dictionary before you find oh. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, try- huh? I'm trying to upgrade my vocabulary, Paul. Yeah, start, going to start taking elocution lessons in that. I'll be on top. Beyond talking like that very shortly. It's bad enough for me trying to get used to your Scottish words, the mind saying intellectual words. <laughs> you know, um, interesting thing here from, I think it was Jabba that said this, is Vickers better than Van Dyke when Van Dyke was there? I'd say so. I think so, Mark. I think I'd he's, say so. He's a more mature player than, than what Vickers is. You know what I mean? Like I said there last week, like, even though he wasn't playing first team with, with with Spurs, he was there with the best coaches. Do you know what I mean? The best defensive coach. I mean, how, but Paul, it's, I, see when you start, see when you do actually watch him playing, it's and even but right there, there's even another comparison to Van Dyke because I Van Dyke was he was a great player for us, but it wasn't any. I, I agree with you, Paul. I think Carter Vickers was better than for for us than Van Dyke was. But why didn't any of these other clubs, why? I mean, why, how did he? He was it's at Tottenham. Is, is that what the hotback is? That right? was the main. That's that. That was his main main issue, Mark. Why he never got into the Spurs team was his height, and that's what the, the, the any potential the, suitors or that. Yeah, thing. that held him back. But then, Mark, you look at United there, and they have. Five foot six, uh, Martinez from Argentina as their centre back. Do you get me? Aye, you mean the, days, the days of your bulky defender mark is is gone. The way football clubs want to play now. Do you get me? Aye, you know, what, what, well, one of the best defenders mark was Cal- was it was it Calavero for for Italy? Cavano. Aye, aye. You know, and he was only about five foot five mark or something like that. He was tiny. Be Nesta as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, so 
that, that type of... It's like, see for me, it's, see for me, Paul, one of your, it's a bit old-fashioned maybe in the modern game, Paul, but one of your, your centre-halves should be like a big burly exactly. man-mountain, and one of them should be like a ball-playing centre-half, be able to pass, do the passing side of the game. That's the kind of ideal partnership. But mm. I'm, I'm, when I looked at even Van D- I mean, you can't see Van Dyke's height went against him. No, I'm so really no, but that's what. How come the name? Right, I mean, I'm delighted that basically players end up at Celtic, both Carter Vickers and Van Dyke. But you wonder how they end up at Celtic. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or the, or the, it's like even down to uh, Matt O'Reilly. I mean, Liverpool were chasing them, and all these computer scouting programs. Or Matt O'Reilly at the top of the table. Do you get what I mean? Is is like on the stats across, across Europe, he was coming up top on stats and stuff like that, and a lot of big teams were keeping an eye on. But they actually took the plunge on him for what, what one and a half million pound. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, cra- it's craziness how these players. For me, sometimes I, I think to myself, you wonder what these big multi-million pound contracts that are doing scouting and doing all this work actually are doing. Is it because he was only one and a half million playing in the championship? They thought, oh. We can't bring him to there Liverpool. There seems to be, Mark, the, the, be, between... Is um, Nesta six foot four? Oh, fuck, that blew me out of the water then. Good you, Mikey. There seems to be... <laughs> who, am I think, who, am I think, who am I thinking of then? The wee shaving... Yeah, that's the fella I was on about. Yeah, the baldy fella, yeah. Aye, the shaving Um There seems to be, Mark, an, an ignorance yeah, between the, from the top teams in England that they won't go down and look in the lower leagues for players. I think the one manager, I think, who did it and it kind of paid off and really was, was, was David Moyes with West Ham when he went down. But that all comes back know? for his team at Everton, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Everton, Everton School of Science, that's what it was called. That was that was like the forerunner of sports science across the game, Paul. They were using, they were using like a computer game football manager for stats in that long before anybody else started doing it. They were mm-hmm. one of the first teams to get involved in Help me even build up the databases and stuff like that. And that was Everton and Davy Moyes was he had implemented a lot of that at the club. And it was mm-hmm. that all this kind of data driven stuff and that. And it is he'll be taking all that knowledge with him back to any team he goes to. It gives him a chance to use it. And it seems to be working well for West Ham. I'm delighted for Davy Moyes by the way. Big up Davy Moyes. Ah, uh, he did, Mark. He really. He, I think he it took him a while to kind of recover. From that Manchester United job, well, I think uh, anyone who went into that job straight after Ferguson was 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 destined to fail anyway because uh, there was such a high expectations in that club anyway. And you know, you did you need some size of personality to place Ferguson in that club because look where it's ended up. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's in the pits the new into it. Some Speaking. transfer who was his name? Paul said earlier on. Was it you, the, the guy for Spurs that's meant to be coming in? Yeah, Steve, uh, Steve Hitchinson. Holden. Hitchinson, was it? Yeah, Hitchinson. Yeah, he was behind bringing Suarez to Liverpool. Uh, he, he was recently with, with Spurs, but uh, Conte wanted to stay, to, to stay, but they brought in, supposedly when he left Spurs, Mark, they brought in this new sporting director uh, and basically they just didn't get on. He He, he didn't see... Uh, his vision, so so he left, and he's come. Suppose he's he's uh, mutual friends between himself and Ange, 
And that's how... Uh, uh, I see, that's how the connection get made. Connection came in. Like, but what role he's coming in as an advisory role to Ange? Uh, he's not coming to the... Somebody put on the forum he was coming in as a director of football, but that's not what I saw either, Paul. No, it's an advisor. An, an advisory role to Ange is, is what he's coming in on, right? Because I don't think, Mark, I can't see him going in to the scouting department after we just appointing uh, Laurel there. Do you get me? You know? So, like, is he going to maybe look at the club and something that we thought maybe uh, Gordon Strachan was going to do? Is he actually going to look at the club and, and help Ange that way, do you think? He's I a scout, like, he's not... Aye, that's right, aye. Yeah. It seems that aye, he's a scout and he's kind of transfer guru, somebody said there, eh? Yeah, like... Well, even if got... it's only... But even if it's an, only an advisory role, Paul, maybe it's just a case of, like, Ange, Mark Lowell, eh, Mark Lowell and this new guy's got a deal of... It'll just be part of the process. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Another kind of opinion on, on things. See, mm-hmm. I'm always wary of that kind of stuff about an advisory role. Kenny Douglas was going to Ibrooks in this super scout advisory job when they were going to say Robbie Fowler and all that, mind. And it never, mm-hmm. the, float, the floating pitches and it never materialises. Even Henry Gordon Stratton came in to look at the youth set-up. He came in and done it and nobody heard anything else about it. <coughs> he never did, Mark. <coughs> it was all kind of Going, I mean, going he, what, uh, he, he was saying it was all Ange doing all that, you know what I mean, changing I all mean, that structure. There's no doubt he came in and done it and he put in reports to Celtic and that, but it didn't really seem to affect much that we, we, we're seeing, does it? Or maybe just thinking of something back, Mark, when when Darnold, he said that Ange is, is kind of playing this kind of direct stroke, direct mm-hmm. football role. Is he coming in maybe helping Ange with that? And taking the pressure off Ange and let Ange concentrate on the team and he kind of advise him on stuff that's that, going on. But there. that shouldn't be an advisor then, Paul. That, no. should, be a, that should be a job. An employee of the club, like, yeah, it should Aye. be a job. You know, or maybe Mark is, at the moment is just an advisory role and him himself has seen how, how's it going. Ange will probably see how's it going and he, he, he might go on then to take up a role, you know. Aye. I'd be very so, surprised, Mark, if it's direct or football because he's never. Been in that role, like he's been scouting all his life, and that's his 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 trade. Like he, this is the fellow who found Luka Modric. But guys, mm. the guys in the director of football roles, Paul, that you would never in a million years think he. I mean, we keep we kept saying it last year. We like say Ajax and it was and over Mars. I mean, you wouldn't have they kind of players doing for they kind of jobs. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean. It is only a job title. It depends what you're actually getting them today. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know, get what I mean? We spoke about all these, oh, we'll just call him a technical technical director. We'll call him a sporting director. We'll call him a director of sporting. It's just stupid job titles. But until you actually know what their job description is and what they're doing, it's just really words. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because they haven't really come out and said what his role is at the moment. Like It, it seems to be just as an advisory role to Ange. At the moment, Mark, that could be any amount of things. That could be three or four things just under one title. Do you get me? Aye. You know? Aye. I mean, Ange could bring in somebody and they could just, like, call him a technical director. But mm-hmm. he's basically doing is just, as you said, Paul, taking a bit of the heat off the Ange. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But things, thing, just even, I know Ange likes to micromanage stuff, but there, there will be stupid, wee petty things that he shouldn't really be bothering about. So maybe he's taking somebody, he needs somebody like that. 
we've done a, like an actual director of football, but I'm always a bit wary of this coming on as advisors and stuff like that. It's just, if they're good at their job, find them a job and get them in doing it for his full time. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see, though, Mark, that Celtic are able to attract uh, a player to a, a, a coach, you know, but I don't know, but backroom staff, Mark, I mean, because if you look at his his profile, like, that he, he has wealth of, of talent. Like, he's worked with the best managers. He worked with Mourinho, Pochettino. He, he was the main man behind Pochettino, bringing these players in for Pochettino when Spurs got the Champions League final. Like, so, I don't think he's no fool either, actually. I think he's well able to spot a player, you know? Oh, he seems to have a good CV, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a good, good thing as well, Mark, is Aye. David Levy isn't the chairman who likes to spend money either. You know what no. I mean? So he's well able to work within the budget, like, you know what I mean? Like, one, of, one of the toughest negotiators in the game, yeah. Paul. Yeah. I, I'm a, I, and believe it or not, Peter Lowell, really, he's kind of looked as the same kind of guy as Daniel Levy. Pete Cubs knew that when they were coming into Celtic, they weren't getting, they weren't getting a bargain, do you get yeah. what I mean? They, yeah. they were getting every single penny they could get out of them, he would be getting... Peter Law would be getting out them, and Levy's the same. Mm-hmm. Peter Law. See, see, for just while we're talking about Spurs, did you see this thing? I saw it on Twitter. I mean, I don't know if it went up in the Discord or no. Uh, uh, Paul Merson talking about no. Harry Kane going to Bayern Munich. And that, yeah. it just, Paul, see, honestly, you'd have thought, he'd, he'd, you'd have thought the guy had asked him any chances of uh, Harry Kane signing for Hamilton Ackies, Paul. Yeah, exactly. I oh, see the way he was talking about Bayern Munich is as if they're just what do you want to go to Bayern Munich for? They couldn't they I, couldn't win they couldn't win the Champions League with Lewandowski in the team, so they're not got to do with him. Yeah, I couldn't I see was, I was like, oh, for what, Munich was, Mark afford Harry Kane. Oh, Bayern Paul Bayern Munich's one of the top five clubs in the world. Push, pushing top three probably. On it, by we don't seem to realise how big Bayern Munich is. Mhm, mhm. like in, uh, I don't mean uh, just in Germany. Or in Europe, Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich's one of the biggest football clubs in the world, without a doubt. Mhm. They really are. So if they want to Harry Kane, they would have the money for Harry Kane. Some never, stadium too, Mark. They I, have. I mean, they Everybody creams their pants over Barcelona and stuff like that. You never hear of Bayern Munich having money troubles and stuff like that, Paul. Mm-hmm. No, I mean they're they're a well 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 run club, and as I said, I'll try and dig up this and get it on the Discord or whatever. This thing about Bayern Munich, Mark, pure ignorance that English people look at just anywhere outside England. Yeah, exactly, exactly Mark. You know Not mean, basically, like, huh? You know, I was like, I was I was sitting cringing for him when I seen it. I really was. I was like, how can you work for Sky and sit there and talk like that? I should ask Paul Marston, Mark. I mean, he probably. Has a bet down and down. That's why he's probably bringing it up. <laughs> he's trying bet to Harry push it through. Stay at Spurs. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then yeah. see when the camera fanned out. See, know, know what the killer, the killer for it was. It killed it for me. The camera I... fanned out for Emerson. Chris Boyd was sitting next to him. And I thought, oh God, like, fuck, I wasn't watching that live. Do you know look what I mean? Bad, look, look how bad guys sports have to get in. Like when you have Chris Boyd and fucking Paul Morrison there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know. I know, dumb and, and dumber. Yeah. I mean, he's the most... He, he, man doesn't even know basic tactics, Chris Boyd. He was really choking there yesterday when Celtic were up 4-1. Mm-hmm. 
you know, nearly Aye. crying he was. You know, <laughs> you know, fucking hell. But what was I going to say there? Uh, I, I'm sorry, Harry Kane, Mark. I don't think, no. I think he passed up his chance, Mark. That he could, when Man City were going to come in for him that time, now, now they have Haaland. I don't think, I think he's just going to stay with Spurs. I think so. I think so as well. I mean, Man United, they were, Man United were in for him a few years back when he was younger and offered them astronomical money and he turned that down. Man City, it didn't happen. And I really don't see the hype about him, Mark. I, I really, oh, really oh, don't. No. I think he's, no, I, think, I know I he's think, a score, no. Mark, but, that, but that's I think it, Paul. He's, that's it. It's, the they, it's like we speak about the difference between, like, like a player that will sign for Celtic and a player that even even Leipzig, do you know what I mean? A player that will sign for Leipzig. Mm-hmm. You get to see the difference, the money they can spend, and the, the difference is we we need eight chances in a Champions League game exactly. to score a goal. These players need one or two chances, and they'll get at least one goal at it. Yeah, like, I, I, I think he's an out and out striker. I, I, I just think I, I just don't like Harris. No, I'm just saying that. I don't like him as a. I don't like him, but as a as a football player, I can't take much away from him. I just think, for me, looking at him, and and I even if I watched him for England or or Spurs, I think he's more stuck up in his own personal achievements rather than the club's achievements. You know what I mean? I think he's obsessed with trying to break the Premier League record. He's obsessed trying to break Red Rooney's record for England. I think he's just. And sometimes there, he's another player, Mark, that if there's a pass on, he won't do it. Do you know what I mean? He goes for the shot himself, like, you know what I mean? That's, aye, aye, aye. He's a bit know? self-centred and greedy. Yeah, that's aye. what I get off him. Like, 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 he wants to be the main man. Do you know what I mean? You know? I never... Well, I suppose, you, I suppose, Paul, when you're at... Well, it's like, well, Scott Brown at Celtic. He was always going to be the main man. Messi at Barcelona. I'm not comparing. I don't mean that. Is it? I'm not comparing it with that. But still, I'm just talking about like why players that are like a place in the squad. You get what I mean? They're senior players. And Harry uh, Harry Kane is one of my senior players going about in England. You yeah, but if I mean? you look at sports history, Mark right? and you look at the great players they've had, like the likes of Gary Lineker, did Gaza there, did did big players. Who's going to be more of a legend in, in years to come, Harry Kane or Gary Lineker? Who are people going to talk about? Eh, uh, probably, probably Harry Kane, Paul. Is this more recent? Aye, aye. Paul, give us two seconds. Just chat away, then we're right, bud. About answer a question. There, Terence. See what Terence is saying there. Terence is on about golf. No, oh, no, there. Oh, back to Van Dyke, right? It wasn't right. It's just two seconds. Somebody None just of the big sides right? wanted Van Dyke while at Celtic after he played for. Well, that's always going to be it. Is the exact same thing going to happen with Oyer? He went to, to Brentford. Is he going to get that big deal? Um, here's a question for the live chat. Like we're, we're constantly talking about Scott Brown being a Celtic legend. Can we push James Forrest maybe into that role now? Is, is he a, a, a Celtic legend? 20 trophies, 10 league titles, 5 league cups, 5 Scottish cups. Is he now classified as a as a Celtic legend? Uh, he's just a bit of a ball doing a podcast in the lawn. I don't know how people do a podcast in the lawn. Right. Right, sorry, but that's me back here, mate. Yeah, I was just my saying, my I don't know how people do a podcast on the lawn. Ah, no, oh, no, no chance. Jesus. I was just saying, Mark, 
is James Forrest now classified as a Celtic legend within the club because of his 100 goals and his trophy haul that he got? Ah, you've got to say that, haven't you? Yeah. You have, especially if he stays, stays for his full career, which... I think he probably will, unless, unless maybe in a few years' time he kind of just drops down a division now, kind of see Imagine his career. Imagine another player, Mark, that... When, when you're doing in that prime, time, like that Mark, trophy yeah. hole, that... Uh, yeah, he had his chance to move as well, Mark, and he didn't aye. move. You know what I mean? I know, you know a few years back when he was younger, the Spurs at the time, Spurs were really, really yeah. interested in him, aye. But, you know? I, I mean, as I said, I'm not James Forrest's biggest fan, but I'm not going to run him down, aye. He deserves to be looked at as a Celtic legend. No, I mean, I mean, there's guys that have I mean, look at the treatment guys like Decanio and that guy that was here for a year. Yeah, exactly, you, you know what I mean? Decanio and Big Pierre and that. And James Ford's been here for, what, he was seven year old or something like that. Mm-hmm. If, and and if McGregor, if James, if McGregor's going to, going to be, be seen as a Celtic legend, surely James Forrest is. Mm-hmm. What's, what's, what's the difference, really? McGregor's been, may, played mere, mere games. No games, yeah, that's it, yeah. But apart from that and the captaincy thing, there's really no difference. There are two guys that have gone, are looking at, they've given the best years of their life to Celtic when they could mm-hmm. have moved on and made themselves, they're obviously rich men, but they could have made themselves very, very rich young men. But it's a fair play to the two of them. But aye, Forrest, for me, I he should be seen as a legend. Definitely, Mark. Yeah, like you're, you're, you, you were naming players there, like the Canio, Cadessi and Hydunk, like players who... Celtic fans kind of adored and always remember for what Aye. they did at Celtic in the season. But here's a player, Mark, who's been at his basically, Mark, started from the youth system. It's rarely no any fuck of oh. football club, Mark, you see that. You know? There's Mikey coming on, Paul. Turnbull on his, on his way. Turnbull on his way, being a legend. Hi, Mikey. Turnbull be down the tallest. All right, how are you getting on? All good, right, Mikey. Good man. In, impressed with yesterday, Mikey? Um, yeah, it was a good. I was, I was there. Like I wouldn't get over. And again, it was six one in that, but it was a decent performance, and I think it was helped by Hibbs being absolutely shocking as well. Eh? Mm-hmm. So, like, but, yeah. we, we weren't expecting that Hibbs for Hibbs, but wouldn't we not make it? Ah, no, like they Hibbs have been on a decent run. Like says, so you can only look at the league table then. Then they're third, do they? So they can't be too bad. Eh? So. Was, was it even that were shocking that did we just blow them away with a superior football making? <laughs> well, the Hibs man just said, man, they were but, just blown um, away by something, you know what I mean? Hibs were all over the shot right from the start of the game. Eh? I, I think Martin Boyle looks like a decent player for them, but other than that, I don't think they've really got much going. Eh? So. No. But I think, again, the early goal settled is done, didn't it? That seems to be the kind of thing we say. And that, see, for me, that goes back even to under Brendan Rodgers and things like that. See, if we didn't get an early goal, that's when we were toiling. But it opens them pop. up then, Mark, don't it? It aye, opens the team up and it creates that space. And if we and don't get that on goal... Where it just gives even us a bit more confidence. Yeah, it kind of gets into the... Doesn't be, maybe, Mark, get into the players' heads then. And that's why we seem to be... Last couple of games, then we seem to be all over the place with our passing. There was kind of no structure to the to the team really, so there wasn't, you know. You know, I think what we can do anyway is, and and Rod is putting on the uh, uh, up the thing there. Big Bitoris was never off his ass. Oh, I, how can 
How, and make you open up this book. We spoke to him. Mine Celtic fans were clamouring for us to sign him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I can see why Jim Gordon called him chief. He's let him talk, but we keep talking, you know. No, it's fine. No, all I was saying is I put up a big thing about Portis yesterday. Like, and I actually, I was going back to the boy McKenna that was at Aberdeen when there were Celtic supporters and that wanting him signed, and I always thought he was a donkey. And like I say, I always try and compare other Scot- players at other Scottish clubs when they play against Celtic or against the Rangers. And um, every time he seems to play against Rangers, he gets sent off. And every time I've seen him play against Celtic, he's always had a shocker. So mm-hmm. he just, he's never ever filled me with much confidence. So. I mean, for a big player, he goes down easily, don't he? Yeah, but you know? I, what I didn't like as well is he raked, in the first half, he raked his studs in the back of Jack and Marcus, and Jack and Marcus mm-hmm. was like, mm-hmm. injured, and he was over him, screaming at him whilst he's on the ground. I kind of stand like players that do that. He's just taking liberties when the boy's on the ground injured. But he's meant to be this big, burly, tough man defender, and as you say, Paul, he'd been doing the slightest touch yesterday, I think, yeah. it was it, I think it was Tom Boyd that said, can you not get sent off for persistent falling down? It says it's not even diving, it's just falling down. Yeah, he is, Mark. I don't know. It's, it's true what Mickey is saying there, like Scott McKenna, he got ready right. with Norwich, and now he's at Forest to a conceding goals like there's no tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've, it's, what Mickey is saying there, like, Judge them when they're playing against Celtic, not when they're playing against other teams in Scotland. The ninth time I've seen him, I'm looking at him going, I just think he's a dirty player. You know, and I could see why, what Jim Goodwin was actually saying about him when he got this eight-game ban. I mean, that's ridiculous, Mark, getting an eight-game ban for calling out a player. Aye. You know what I mean? You see it nowhere else. You know, I've never, like, I can't remember, like, it's very rare. And it just goes to show, it must be something to do with the coaching in Scotland. We've talked about that in the past. I can't remember, like, is there any player in Scotland right now that's came through at, like, a, a club that you'd be interested in signing? No. In the whole Scottish club? No. Well, that's, that's maybe for the live chat as well, to other thing as well. There's actually genuinely anybody within Scotland that's came through the, the ranks at their club that might be a decent acquisition for Celtic. And when would you say that going back all the years? There's normally always one or two. And I actually genuinely can't think of any. No, I can't think of anybody either, make it to be honest. And that's poor. Not at the moment, I mean, no. Not at the moment. Right, that's, you know, that's, since, since Lewis Ferguson left these shows. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Even Lewis Ferguson at that, when would he get in the Celtic team now? Even with Callum McGregor and that would be now, probably no, but Abelgarve and that kind Lewis Ferguson is nizzy. Aye, aye, that's a fair point, aye, but... No, I suppose it's kind of shows you as well, but as you said, how like poor the actual coaching and that is. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I watched the game today, Motherwell and that. You're looking at that Motherwell team, and they've not got any players that you'd think they're actually far right. You know what I mean? Just very poor. Eh? And I think Motherwell's goalkeeper, I think it's the guy Boy Kelly, that's a captain. He must be one of the shortest goalkeepers I've ever seen. <laughs> and he must be about five foot nine if he's lucky, like yeah. I'm smaller than him. I was a goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's 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 the the past tense too. <laughs> yeah, like I'm looking. You, you're, you're talking about Pretorius there today, and I was I was I was talking to Mark there before he came on. I was watching the the Man City and and, and Liverpool game, and they were kicking the shit out of each other. Like you know what I mean? And there you see a player then Michael going down with with a simple tap. Like if 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 Celtic 
playing in that game today and it was up in Scotland, we would have had six players sent off. And, and that's, that's no war of a night. That's what you just wanted. You just wanted the referee just to let the game go. And they 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 weren't really they weren't really fouls, like they were just tough, tough tackles. Do you know what I mean? And the referee was letting play on. Well we're a bar here away in Scotland and everywhere else in Europe and countries that football's gonna end up being a non contact sport. It's like like, like even going back to like even goalkeepers and that and the goalkeepers are like a protective species. Oh you You can't can't touch them. them, You can't even be near them. And it's a free kick. No, I mean it's just shocking, eh? You know, you can. It's it's really gone. It's gone. It's like when you were talking about a badder there, going off there with that knock down the Champions League. You know what I mean? Before there, you'd see a player play on with with a knock like that, Mark. You get me? You know. Well, you t- you think players would be wanting to run through a brick wall, Paul, to play in the Champions League? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the top. It's, it's the top level. Into you. If that was me, I'd just. It's even before the game, if I've got a bit of a knock of that, I'm like that. Oh, oh, strap me up, do what you need to do, but I'm getting out there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Just... Sorry, just going, I'm just going, just going in forgetting. It was just about Bernabeu, and in the last minute, we talked about this yesterday, Mark, where he knocked it past the right back and ran onto it in the box, and he fell over the Hibs defender and the referee I... for the free kick. Can somebody explain to me what that free kick was for? No. I think he was, what I'm looking at is he tried to take out Bernabeu. And he, and he, and, yeah. Aye, if any other thought it was either, it was in the box, wasn't it? I'd have said there'd been a penalty. Yeah, because Barnaby was kind of in front of him, Mark, when one. he went in the floor. Do you get me? It was the same with the one, the, the two house players were running about Kyogo. The ball got played and Kyogo, all he done is give you a guy a wee shove. But the, yeah. it was as if the FCT's got to get that ball in blue and gave a foul for it. There's no mm. another game in football this weekend that a player's been gave a foul for, for that wee push like Kyogo done. Or as you said, Mikey, that, that challenge on Burnaby. He yeah. was shocking yesterday, Mark McLean, though, wasn't he? Oh. Really, really was. But again, he's one of the referees. It's all about him. And he's like, uh, he's like, I'm the centre of attention. I'm the main man. Like, yeah, that's, bar- that's what he looked like. Yeah, that's he's what this bar on like. Saturday giving me the fear. Oh, I know. Just like, their, their buzz just put up on the forum there. It's been now been reported that the hitching appointment is untrue. What's that, Mark? Sorry? Buzz has just put up on the forum there. It's now being reported that the hatching appointment is untrue. The Spurs guy we were talking about there. Buzz has just put that on the forum, aye. Well, it took 10 minutes to talking about him. (laughs) Exactly, Mark. Exactly, when it's just the truth or something like that. There's a bit of time. Jesus Christ, there's podcast there. We'll probably do a half now and that's today where I just put up in the thing, like, you know what I mean? You know, let's talk about Murderwell, Mickey. You, You said you watched them today and if Celtic arrived to this game of Far Park on 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 Wednesday, can can you see Celtic going comfortably there? Should be should be five or six again. And that's not me trying well, to be a dick or like too confident or that. I'm just genuinely saying how it is and how poor Motherwell are. Motherwell are a lot better team than sorry, Hibs are a lot better team than Motherwell. Like like shouldn't shouldn't be a contents in the the terms of where the squads are. Should be easy. Celtic just need to kick on. Hopefully, this is the game that brings the gets the squad and gives them a kick up the arse and just gets them going again. Because they've been needing that. Because, like I said, the, the last four, five, six games have been very poor, mm-hmm. and they've deserved the criticism they've got. So, hopefully, after this, they just move, just kick on. Because, like I said, yeah, because it's a that's what I was, that's what I was saying. It, it it's more the, the the attitude of the players yesterday 
more than yeah. I know the, the win is great, like six one, like but it was performance. Do you know I mean that's that was what seems to be kind of lacking the last couple of games? And as you said there, Mickey, like if if we kick on use yesterday as a starting point and, and get us back on track, Mark, you know. Aye, that's it. Turn, just turn the corner. As Mikey was saying there as well, the criticism over the last few weeks has has been well warranted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, fair. You can't be. I mean, fair to be uh, losing to Real, Real Madrid. There's, there's no great shock in that. We were no. really impressed. We were really impressed with the, with the actual performance of the team. But I, it seems just for that game, Celtic's just not been the same for me. But Mark, could, could, could the Champions League performances maybe played on the players' minds then like that they were missing these chances in the Champions League and did that actually creep in then to SBL form then as well, do you get me? You know? Oh, like that's kind of European hangover and that. Yeah, yeah I, I know I, you're not I, a big I, believer I, in it, like, but did it, did it I, play I on the players' minds? I, I genuinely believe it, huh? And I just... The, the, the perfect team that you need to look at is Dundee United. They were at the start of the season, all the top end signings and everything, and that bit AZ Altmar at him, going strong, perfect. Go over there, pumps, what was it, pump, was it seven or eight? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't really matter anyway. Aye, aye. And ever since that, they must, what did they lost, 10 in a row or something? Aye, aye. And that, they're starting to pick up results again. So, See, like, yeah. a couple of bad results in Europe, and that could be you, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, the I, I'm merely the kind of get them in and give them a rollicking, tell them to go there on Saturday and make up for it kind of idea. Uh, I think, like says, every player's different in this day and age. And I just think it maybe was after that Real Madrid game because they played so well and still got pumped 3 nothing. You only should realise uh, it as well because uh, I keep hearing about the performance against Real Madrid. And I think people forget that it was 3 0. Uh, that's, so, that's as poor as Leipzig and. Shot that it was, was all bad result. Yeah. I don't care if they're the European champions. It could have been, it could have been three two or three three. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what you should be looking at, Mickey. Like, yeah, those chances were were, were ridiculous chances, and it was oh, oh to all the four games really in in the Champions League, our misses were cost us those games. You know what I mean? You know? The Shakhtar game that well, that really scared yeah. me. That, that, that was, was, that was yeah. I, I really I, I, I wasn't impressed with them at all. I actually thought I actually thought they would have been they would have been better than they were. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. everybody, a lot of people that oil they should be quite easy to beat because of that they've lost all their players because of the conflict stuff and all that. But I, I still thought they'd have been a better team than they were. And I thought it was I just it was the Shakhtar game was just it was just kind of the low point for me. Mm-hmm. It's going back to kind of. Four ball, ball glib it, Mark, is this? Oh, kind of a... I made an arse of myself with that, didn't I? I was, I was just so convinced with it. I just didn't see how we were going to lose to them. I mean, as I said, Paul, I knew, I knew we were going to be up against when we get these teams. I've said that a hundred times. They're well organised, well drilled. They all know what they're doing in that. But I, that was a shocking result as well for me. That Bodo Gump one. Mm-hmm. Hey, good mm-hmm. night, Terms, bud. Thanks for coming in, mate. Speak to you later on. Yeah, I I don't, that was a low point. We'll just move on for that. But we just don't seem to be getting anywhere on this European front. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mikey, about... but just, well, no, sorry. Well, just Mikey, Mikey, you were over in Germany. You were 
you were seriously pissed off that night, weren't you? Yeah, well, it's kind of fucking shocking performance. Uh, and, I, and I understand people that saying, and uh, yeah, obviously me and Brian had a bit of a back and forth, which is, well, yeah, that's what football is about. It's about getting different points of view in that. But I understand like, when people say, like, support the club through good and bad, and we're going through a bit of a bad patch. That, that like, few games... After the bit of Rangers, 4 nothing against Real Madrid, mm-hmm. Shakhtar, St. Mirren, Motherwell, Leipzig away, St. Johnston, Leipzig at him. That, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, nearly seven games aye, shocking, aye. shocking performances like this. That's no, that's, that's beyond, like, a, a, bit, a bit of a bad patch like this. <laughs> no, you can, you know I, I mean? you can, Every team plays a bad game now and again. The best, the best teams in the world. There's always a wee shock results in the season here and there and that. But it's just here, mate. It was like, it was like, it was consistent. It was becoming consistent. I said that to you at own private. I've said it to Paul. I've said it on here. Winning becomes a habit, but so does kind of losing. Yeah, when you're stuck in the rut, it's hard to get over it. I've been disappointed. Aye, it's hard to do that. But I. I mean, I'm the first, you know, I'll bam up Celtic to anybody how great they are when they play well, I'm the first man to be delighted. But if they're needed, if, if I've got so many to criticise the team or even Andrew, I'm going to, I'll be saying it. Do you get what I mean? That's what it's all about to me. But just all Celtic fans having a bit of, a bit of opinion, uh, even Heinz can get a bit of heat between the lawyers kind of thing, but it's just, it's just all our opinion, sir. Just don't take it to heart, lads. You get what I mean, Bunny? The Rangers live chat the day, man. They were all wanting to meet up to stab each other and that. Chat Rangers live chat. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly, Ed one said to Ed one said to Ed to Ed thirty three get shot at that and don't be putting up another live chat for that Rangers site. They were all talking about slashing each other and stabbing each other and that. <laughs> Going away for that just for a second, though. I, I could see if Celtic didn't score that last minute, or last second winner against St Johnston. I bet you right now that they didn't hear that performance against Hibs. Because that's a good uh, they're in a rut like this. Uh, uh, see they drop points point against St Johnston. Yeah, see against Hibs, I bet you that, that performance is now there. Uh, that's in Johnston last night when I kicked him on eh? Actually, question. I, I, I actually agree with that. Uh, where did Xander Clark go to in the end? Hearts. Hearts, is this? Yeah, he's back up. Really good, really so good, he's then. there as understudy to, to Craig Gordon, is it? Yeah. It's, it's, he could have went to any SPL club there and be number one keeper there instead of going to Hearts to be number two. But he's... He's on no note as well, do not he? Andrew Clark's been busy with his brother in the Orange Lodges. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that to me, Mickey, oh, yeah. Oh, right, aye, that's him, aye. Oh. He's just a fucking beardy dick, that can't answer. <laughs> Mark, we, we've been talking about cup games uh, recently, like saying, and should kind of bring in fringe players or try your young player and stuff like that, but considering the kind of loss of form that you were just talking about there and we we, we got a good result on yesterday. Should Ange maybe keep the first team in there to keep this confidence going? I but that's what I'm saying, Paul, as well. Was maybe it, just being Seagrist mark or something, do you know what I mean? Well maybe that. I maybe give Seagrist that on it, but I mean see yeah, the team yesterday for me 
That wasn't your first 11 no, either, really. No, but I would still... I, I'd just probably just stick with that, Paul. Just maybe put Seagrass down goal, but I would probably just even stick with that, the same 11 that started yesterday. I'm 100% not changing anything. What the World Cup in, like, three weeks or something? The four weeks without football, yeah. So if they can cram a few games into that before the World Cup, then they'll all be playing. I mean, you can rest during the World Cup break. Yeah. This is a totally unique season that nobody will ever see again. Exactly, Mickey, yeah. Uh, that's what surprised me, Michael. Sorry, it was when Ange made all these changes for the St. Mary game just before an international break when we didn't really have many players on that international break. Do you get me? He'll know you know? he made a year of that, though. Yeah. Like, he'll know yeah. down that that was just no good enough. Like, yeah. mm. I mean, nobody, was, no, nobody understood that other than him. Yeah. What, like, you, <laughs> we were, like I think we were the only club in Europe that rested players for their international teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's because just, she... See, if I was a Celtic manager, see the week before the international break, I would be hoping, I would, I'd be hoping that, all right, hope he picks up a wee knock. Just nothing serious, just a wee knock that keeps him getting away from international duty. Do you get what I mean? I, would, I, I, I hate international football, I've been over that before, but it's just, I, I hate, I, part of it is I hate Celtic players getting away and ending up coming back injured and coming back. Do you get what I mean? The Japanese guys, if any of them get into the squad, they'll be flying about mm-hmm. crazy and stuff like that. But I'm, I just, Maybe it's just because I'm not a fan of international football, Paul. I don't really like no, to agree, Matt, that to be involved. No, though. Before international football, it was spaced out within a week and a half. Now it's done uh, three games within uh, six days. Like, do you know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Like, they never used to have, when I was younger and that, they never used to have these kind of, even like so regular. Yeah, you could yeah, play I mean, a game I mean, on Friday, Thursday, and then play another game, uh, then the Tuesday night or Wednesday night. You get me? Three games in space a week. And what's the point of an international friendly? Ridiculous, Mark. I mean, a friendly game's like something you play in pre-season or, for a charity or so, do you get what I mean? For like an, an, for a break, a break in the league football to cover international friendlies, they don't need to play any games. All they need to do is meet up and have a week's training camp. Mm-hmm. No play any games, just a week's training camp with Scotland or whatever their national team is, and that should be hot. But in this World Cup as well, me and Mikey were talking about it on the phone the other day, it's not just the players that are at the World Cup, they get away for these training camps before the World Cup. Yeah, so see, there's, a big, be, there's a big problem now, Mark. Um, Argentina have requested their players to leave their clubs a week and a half before the World Cup starts. Aye, aye. No, but that's, preparation. That's, so if they that, get away with that, more no, clubs are going no, to be calling. No, that's no, well, they're not getting, right, getting like. a, No, they're not getting away with anything. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Right, but even getting back to when Roy Keane fell out with McCarthy in Japan, that was a week. How long ago? I mean... These teams, these, these teams that are going to the World Cup will land, they'll probably play somewhere else with all this high altitude training and stuff like that. But they'll be, in, they'll end up in Qatar maybe a week. Would you think, Mikey, a week before the tournament starts? At least because of the time uh, difference. Aye, uh, things like they want, that. They will want the players. This sounds stupid, but they will want the players to be like acclimatised and used to the uh, weather conditions. And like, they're not just going to show up and then they're not just going to show up and then twenty four hours later they're playing again. No, that's never going to happen. It's going to be no. the same process for this World Cup in the winter as if it was in July. Exactly the same. Nothing changes. <laughs> Aye. That's what it is. 
and the international teams want their players with them for two weeks before the tournament starts today training is we were saying you're all this altitude stuff and acclimatising and that. Which so, is fair enough. Argen- Ar- aye, aye, definitely fair enough. So Argentina will only be the only ones, Paul. To get America, they'll probably do the same. They'll want but they'll not want big Carter Vickers landing there in the last minute. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When push comes to shove, it's 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 FIFA you're taking on, do you know what I mean? Exactly, and FIFA don't want to upset the World Cup then, Max, would No, not? no, FIFA, it's still like if Celtic, if Argentina wanted Burnaby a wee bit earlier than what, what the fans would want it to be, or even the Celtic would want it to be, Celtic's not got a leg to stand on, it's not as if they can turn around and say no. Mm-hmm. There's some rule like that, yeah, because people were just uh, not lying the place to go over there or something. So. Uh, Rangers were one of the bad ones for that. See, when Rangers but, were going through their dominant period, Rangers were pretty, but they were pretty bad for doing that with Scotland and that, keeping keeping their players back in the next time they were meant to be injured, but the next time they were playing on a Saturday and that kind of thing. Is anybody actually looking forward to the World Cup? Anybody in the live chat? No. I, I normally normally in the summer I love like the Euros and the World Cup because it fills that that space that gap before the new season starts. Eh? But this time, like even me and Jonas, we love watching everything. Nah, there's, there's just nothing there for for us. So. Would you be more interested if Scotland were gone? Yeah, that's, but that's different, though. No, you know what I mean? Because. Like that gives you more a uh, more of an interest there. You know what I mean, uh, if, if Scotland then yeah, Scotland. Uh, Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you go. Sorry, Jen, if Scotland were there, then I would be there. In the World Cup, so and I know I know where it is in that, and it's some trek in that. But I've always said that when Scotland make the World Cup, and hopefully it is in my lifetime at one point, like I 100% will be there. Can you remember no Scotland at World Cup? Sorry. Can you remember Scotland at World Cup? In 1998, I was 11, don't, just don't even, oh. so I was just I was well, I still remember seeing <laughs> the Scotland Brazil game. But, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, was I wasn't old. I wasn't old enough to to go to the games or that. Obviously back then, so no, no, uh, no across in Europe anyway. Put it that way. It wasn't so easy to get away in nineteen ninety eight. No, I mean it's different now. You can get flights whenever you want and that. So. Aye, aye. Ninety eight. That was France winter. Yeah. Aye. I would, so, I'd be twenty four then. But I'd love to see Scotland. And also, I'd see. I'd I like to see Scotland do well. I do, I really, it doesn't bother me, but I like to see them doing well. But I'm neither up nor down if they don't. But I'm still, I would like, I would, I would like Scotland to win the World Cup. And it would all be Do you get what I mean? It's where a stay kind of thing, sir. But I'm still, I'm, I don't think I'd be anywhere interested in it if they, if they were actually in it. I mean, like obviously, my, my granddad being Irish, born in Dublin, obviously I've got a, a soft spot for Ireland, but Scotland, but obviously if Ireland are there, then they're obviously close. <laughs> Close to obviously support, but I always like to see obviously the two of them do well. So I'm mean, I'm like you, Mikey, but I'm being a kind of Argentina man and stuff like that, just because the players you see when you're younger and stuff. Do you know what I mean? No, I stayed in '86. Obviously, that was when I was born, and that was when Maradona was did the hand of God go, and obviously uh, I got that massive portrait on the back of my leg on, and I, I still remember. I like say before, for like seven, eight year old and in the USA when he was obviously got convicted again and that but I still remember seeing him even when he was that young and he was the first player watching that I thought I love football just watching players like that eh? aye so I mean I, first, I, I was born I was, well, I was born in 74 obviously I can't mind to that and I can't mind to the 78 one but I can mind the 82 one so I've kind of I watched like see the Brazil team with Socrates and Zico and Junior and that and I watched the same kind of thing and that was see then I was I, I it was because you never got to see the type of players. See with the amount of football that's on on the telly these days. The majority of players at the World Cup, especially guys like you, Mikey, that watch all these games and that, you'll know the majority of the players. See yeah. back then in the day and that that's for these guys we never heard of them kind of thing. You know, I mean you saw these snippets in the paper or something like that now and again, but I mean that that nineteen eighty two World Cup man, that kinda of blew my mind about how how football could get played different from what I was kind of used to watching, just like, like Celtic and Aki's and stuff like that. It was a it was a real eye opener that the nineteen eighty two World Cup for no just not just a lot even my pals and that. It was that was the players we were all running about the street, kidding on with Zico and Socrates and stuff like that. And all, the first time we saw people scoring for free kicks, and you get what I mean, fancy free yeah. kicks and stuff. But that's what I like say is like because obviously the World Cup is going to be for some there's not going to be an interest. But for the guys in the forum, the Discord, and that people are listening to the podcast, and that, like I say, I'm going to try and put together a fantasy football league for the guys in it to enter, and everybody will pick their obviously squads and that, and hopefully that might get people more an interest to see how their players are getting on in points and that, and we'll try and work out a prize for first, second, and third. Yeah. And that. Aye, so. I'll take a, I'll sort, try and sort something out for that, no bother. That'd be quite interesting today. Yeah, like I say, so it's just. It just get a, it gives you a bit of keen interest in what fit, when fixtures and uh, that are out in that area. And I mean, so. it's going to be a long few weeks into it, kind of thing, without, without Celtic playing. Yeah, right. And as you look at the, a lot of the groups as well, there's a, like one or two groups, there's a, a couple of decent games and that, but until I see the first two or three games over there and what it's actually like and stuff, like, you just don't know. It might end up being a cracker in World Cup. You never know. Aye, it could be aye. It's just weird as well, but even, well, even a bit. I mean, what's the time difference with them, Mikey? No they idea. must be a good. 
couple of years in front of us. But the game seemed to be timed. Maybe I looked up the time the other day. The game seemed to be timed like mere a kind of European market. Oh, 100% it, be at night because of the heat. No, but well, we're seeing a game at one o'clock. I think it's one o'clock in the day, four o'clock in the day, and seven o'clock at night. There's three games on a day for the first, the first kind of group rounds kind of thing. Well, Qatar are two hours ahead of the UK. Two hours ahead? Yeah. So that'll be like three o'clock. And five o'clock kick off and that. Five yeah. o'clock and nine o'clock, aye. So who are you sure. tipping for it? You fell asleep, Paul. Paul. <laughs> Where is he? He's oh well, he still looks like he's on the stream yard. But anyway, for the World Cup <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Like I said, I'll always stick with Argentina every World Cup because I am, I am the, the same. That's always my team. They're, they're usually there or thereabouts as well, aren't they? There is a way. Well, he's obviously been disconnected, so. But um. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, Argentina's like, kind of my team for it as well. Just. Always, 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 Argentina to. To win it, and then if they didn't win it, then it's anybody but England. <laughs> Aye, definitely. Who have they got in their group? They've got. You hear me now, yeah? Aye. I'd know I haven't there, boy. I thought you, I thought you'd fell asleep. No, <laughs> I was wondering there why you couldn't hear me. I was saying there for the last ten minutes. My best ever World Cup was Italian ninety. You know? Oh no, I've never heard. No, we never heard that. No, no, no. You were answering me. I was like, I just let him talk away. So that's what I went. You know. The Italian uh, 90 World Cup, there was that Walter was, uh, Zenga. That was, a, that was a good World Cup. Well. I always remember Walter Zenga with the silver Italian goalkeeper jersey the, and his gold chain. That's when the keepers could actually wear jewellery. He had a big, huge gold chain on him and everything, Walter Zenga. Jesus Christ. Uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a real good World Cup day, Paul. I think it was the best one, Mark. I think that was one of the best ones. That's when all the players went there prime, weren't they? Woodhull is... Oh. Yeah. Van Basten were all there and everything, weren't they? You know? I think that was when Italy had that, one of my dad's favourite players at the time, that Salvatore Scalacci. Scalacci, Toto, we Toto. Toto Scalacci, oh, well, yeah. He was some player, man, he was. A very, I don't know if I've said it on here, mate, I think I've told you about it, but just years ago when like, Satellite Telly came in, eh, there was like Sky and there was another one called BSB, it was a wee square aerial thing. We get that one fitted. Uh, because they did mere fit by the time that was one of the reasons that we got that fitted. And the very uh, the very first goal that I ever saw getting scored on the Italian football was that uh, Lombard, Lombardi, Lombardo, was it? The ball yeah, ball guy, guy ended up at Pandora, Chris, yeah. And I ended up at Crystal Palace years later, yeah. didn't he? That was Italia, the first Lombardi, Italian, yeah. Aye, that was the first Italian player. Was I that when it was on Channel 4, Mark? Was that the... Uh, oh, no, Gazette, this, was, Italia, yeah. this was before that. Was it? No, no long before it, maybe... Maybe two or three years before it, but it was before that. It was the first time Italian football got showed in Britain was on this B Sky B kind of thing, BSB it was called. Gazette Football Italia started getting shown on the UK in 1995 on Channel 4. That's when Gazette Football Italia Every started. Every Sunday, I think, Mickey, was uh, it? Every Sunday. Because my, my first ever recollection was that on a Sunday when George Ware ran for his whole, he's in half and took on the Hill team and scored when he was playing for the AC Milan. What a player he was, wasn't he? 
George, but again, they're all like, that's why I like says, like, nothing will ever change my mind in this day, like, Italian football for me, because it was so, kind of what was good, good at what made me like it so much, because it was accessible, even without Sky in that, because it was on Channel mm-hmm. 4. But, kind of, I mean, they went out of their way to make it available, and it was, you, you were always guaranteed a game or two games on a Sunday. You had the programme on a Friday, building up to the games on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just, it was just brilliant. Yeah, that was before Sky and. What was the name of that guy? That over, yeah. that, what was it? The baldy guy that put the end up baldy. Is he him that presented that? James Glasses, didn't he? No, James, James Richardson. Richardson. That's his eye. Is he, um, he still kicking about? Yeah, he does the Gazetta show on uh, BT on a Sunday night. Wow. Well, what was that plant who sent the TV yesterday? I don't know. Somebody says he, what, he does the YouTube stuff in that, but... Jesus, I, thought, I thought they planned the floodlights in the stadium when it was his teeth. Ah, yeah, it was so bright. It just didn't look like a football presenter, Mark. Sorry. No, no, it was yeah. a bit... It was a bit... I don't know what they were tacky, like kind of low-level, wasn't it? Because all, yeah. all he was doing was reading stuff off his tablet. Yeah, yeah. Like, didn't have a clue, like, what was going on around him, like... They really need to fix up Celtic TV, don't they? Celtic oh, TV really? is absolutely garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I rate is Tom Boyd, because I've seen the match mm-hmm. yesterday, but listen, I don't know if anybody else picks on this, but Tom Boyd hates everybody. Like, see, uh, other, see if, unless they're in green and white, he hates them, like, uh, I find it hilarious. Like, uh, no matter uh, what I'll, anybody I'll, does I'll, on the pitch, he hates them, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I, love, I love Tom Boyd, he just, he just sees it as it is, isn't it? Yeah, like, see when he starts on about referees, he's like, look, look, but did I tell you? This, I tell you, this was going to be what kind of day it was. The referee again, he's like, sure. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I tell you, for the game, this was the like. Aye, that's five times he's done that now. It's always like I love Tom Boyd. So Mark, we saw again yesterday, right? You're, you're you're talking about something there, and Tom Boyd said it, said it as well yesterday on the game when the Hibs blocked. A Joe Hart goal kick inside the box. The exact same thing with Arfield for Rangers. It's a bookable offence. And no booking again yesterday Aye. for that same offence. I mean, that don't, half the referees, Paul, don't know the rules. That's how it looks. They, mm-hmm. Can you know the rules? You know? Because it's, like. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't like to go in a bit like all oh, the, oh, the cheating and that. You know, I'm no. Like, I don't really. Buy into it. I, 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 I wouldn't like to think so, but sometimes you've got to sit and think to yourself, come on, what's happening here? Some mm-hmm. of the decisions that get made in Celtic games is absolutely crazy. Even, I mean, I've spoke to Jonas and he goes on about, I mean, I don't, see, that's the thing, I don't watch probably as much football as Mikey and that, so, but in the Celtic game, there are decisions that are absolutely crazy, and you, even on Twitter, you see your own highlights and stuff like that, but a lot of the Celtic ones don't get highlighted. And I think that's part of the problem. Oh, it's just them being paranoid and stuff like that. But I'd just put it down to the actual level of refereeing, just absolutely garbage in Scotland. It's shocking. I, I, I think one of the problems that, like, just football culture and just general football, I'll be interested to see what people think about this. Like, referees, obviously, because they are in focus and their, their job's so pivotal for the Hale game, right? Uh, Why, after the game... Do they, as maybe like to talk to them, why are they not allowed to be pulled out in front and basically say, or oh, how can you explain why you did this? Or mm-hmm. like, why why have you gave this button at this? Can not an attack, 
no. just a general conversation. Like they get paid good money as well. Eh? Like why can nobody speak to them or ask them why they did this? Like I've oh, generally yeah. never understood why they've never been allowed to be asked after a game. Like a player gets interviewed or a ma- like a coach gets interviewed. Like why can a referee not be asked? Like, like why did you like? Here's a look at this. What do you think? I I totally agree with you, Mikey. She's even she, even she's been gaining like a, I don't know like a half hour cooling down period. Even like managers should be allowed to get in and ask the referee. Do you get what I mean? She like your fans said to we we Gavin Strang, look, dig me up a video of that bit and that bit and that bit. I'm going to ask him about them. Do you get what I mean? And the manager even being allowed to get in and ask him about it. And then the manager coming out and saying, look, I've asked the referee about that incident and I'm not happy with the explanation, but I can't do anything about it. Even let let somebody question the mistakes that they're making. Do you get what I mean? You know what? See that decision at the end of the game when Bernabeu was literally just going to square it in the box for a tap-in for 7-1 and then he blew mm-hmm. it and gave the free kick to Hibs. That's like a set of their Sunday amateur game when you're pumping Sunday like 10 nothing, and there's like 2 or 3 minutes to go and the referee just blows the whistle because he feels sorry for the other team. Aye. That's, that's Aye. what it felt to me. It was like, yeah, oh, did, Mickey, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll just oh. call it a day of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> is it is it going to change from next week? Do you think are these decisions like no. you can't put this stopping the ball inside the box down to cheat, Mark? That's just poor referee. Do you know what I mean? No, no, in the rules. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it comes down to, Paul. Did, well, I'm not saying they don't know the rules. They're not applying the rules. Mhm. You know that's that's a big difference. If they know it's the rules. all going to be opinions. But refereeing shouldn't really no, be I mean, opinions, Mike. You should it. Yeah, but I mean, when it goes to VAR, other than an offside, because of the lines, you can't really, the off, offside's offside. But see, when it, wait until we see, like a handball or something there. Aye, aye. Like, it's just aye, interpretation. You, you see, my biggest problem, and Mark, you said the exact same thing, and, and they said it about, they said it on Sky Sports today about a tackle. If you're going to slow down a tackle, and you're going to slow down a handball in slow motion, you're not seeing it in real time. You get no, me? No, you know, that, and that's, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. I, for me, Paul Vaff should be, the if something gets caught up, the referee goes out to the side of the pitch and looks at it. And she's like, we've spoken, she was just having a toe off, offside. Now, that's a lot of garbage for me. She, the referee should just have any seed. If I was staying right at that, when that happened, would I have seen that? That's the only question for me a referee should be asking. And that, mm-hmm. you get what I mean? Without all this, even technology bending lines and lines here, there, and everywhere it shows Exactly, Mark. And, and if I was staring right at that, could the human eye catch that? That should be the only credential, yeah. I think. And another thing as well, like they're showing referee different angles of tackles and, and stuff like that. They're going to look worse Aye. in different angles. Do you get me? As you said, they're like, keep it, keep it in the line of the referee. And if the referee... Because let's, you know, not be, let's not beat about the bush. It's actually... For me, VAR's actually changing the rules of football. Mm-hmm. Do you get, I mean, VAR could win you or lose you a Champions League final. It couldn't win or lose you... you be like Mikey Scott... Mikey, what is when you won the Scottish Cup? What Scottish Cup? Did you know win the Scottish Cup? When you, did you, did you, did you, did you oh, sorry, Scottish yeah, no, I was, Aye, aye. 12 years ago. Uh, they, but even the noon at this in this day and age, that VAR's <coughs> not going to affect a team like that winning the, the youth Scottish Cup. 
So, but football was meant to be a game for everybody. Do you get what, mm-hmm. I'm, do you get what I'm saying with that? It's, t- I mean, it's changing. It says, right, so you, our leagues get VAR, but so the game in the Earth Premier League is going to be different for the game in Earth kind of second division, third division. Mm-hmm. And what happens like, like, when, like, see, now, when does Celtic come into the Scottish Cup? The fourth round? Aye, aye. So, so when Celtic, just Celtic, you probably know what I'm going to say. What if Celtic go to Bonnie the Grows? There's going to be VAR. No, no that's it. Aye, and, but, but Rangers could be playing Kilmarnock at Ibrox and they'll be VAR. Is that, go, is that going yeah, to be Yeah, that's what I mean. So I, but normally then, or, or they'll say, VAR comes into play in the semi-finals when it's at Hamden. But then, True. it's either in the tournament or it's no. Aye, aye, that's bang on as well, Mikey, that is. Because but they didn't do that in the Europa League, in the Conference League last season, because some of the clubs didn't have VAR and they bought into the knockout stages then when... Didn't they do that at the Conference League, didn't they? Aye, aye. That, that, but how did we bring VAR into Celtic Park then, Mark, when we didn't have VAR? So the facilities are there to implement VAR through Sky, I, with Sky cameras. They'll use the Sky cameras I, I, if that game's on the day. Even at that, Paul, I think if your if you're game's live on the telly, they've got, like, I don't know, say 18 cameras or something mm-hmm. like that. But if your game's on the telly, you've only got eight yeah. Even that's not, that's not, I mean, it's just overload 18 cameras. What, but you get what I mean? It's still the rules are the, the, the rules and boundaries are the same for every team in the game, and that's part and parcel of what football should be, Paul. The rules of the game's like standard through every level of the game, sir. Mm-hmm. I, I, the English kind of thing that ruined it. Mind when it first came in at that World Cup, the Russian one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's what the refs in that done, it even. They went over and looked at the monitors and it was the ref's decision. But now there's these people up in gantries and that sending their decisions down to them. And, well, it comes to Scotland, it's who's up in the gantry, isn't it? Well, and, the referees, and the referees now get the back up. Oh, I checked far and I still agree with it. And that's him out the, out the soapy bubble. Do you, oh, think that's, do you think that's going to be an issue? It's going to depend. We say if we had Varno and we had Beeson and we'd Welch then up in, in the studio, will that make a difference, Mark? I think so. Mm-hmm. If you're if, if incompetent referee, they're not going to be any more competent in VAR. Mm-hmm. Then that's be, I mean, we can back to that the thing at Dundee United when the referees get caught cheating and that. Do you get what I mean? I mean, we've caught them, we're doing it. Okay. And if, if the, I, 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 the, way, VAR, the, way I, the way I look at it is see if you've got a fucking idiot. You didn't, uh, and he's got a uh, small pill. You didn't give a fucking idiot a bigger tool to use there. That's a good point there, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, because they've already, already got a god complex as it is. Aye. They'll beat that screen more than the game's running. The, I would love to be like see how much the ball's in play with the new VAR and, system. And you'll see like all the, the, see all the hand, you'll see all the hand signals getting getting accentuated. And do you get what I mean? Well, that's what, like, big, Paul, did you watch you just a, a, I see you just a horn moving a wee bit. It's big points everywhere and big, ma- when they're going for it's big massive screen shows. Of, you get what I mean, as you said, Mikey, you're trying to just, oh, look at me, get the camera on to me all the time. Yeah, Paul, you watched the Man City-Liverpool game, yeah? Mm-hmm. Right, and obviously uh, Man City scored a goal full for them and it got real out. The foul, yeah, was Mullen. pulled back for the foul, yeah. yeah. Supposedly Tugs Matic, right? If that's the case, then why is there about 10 penalties a game? Exactly. 
Because that yeah. wasn't any different than what happens in the box at every single corner. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, like I see I can't move at all, okay, so it makes it even worse. But that's what I mean, this is what I mean the bar. They shouldn't for me they shouldn't be going back to to the play that led up to the goal about two two, three minutes later. Do you get me? That's what they did mark at the goal. Haaland pulled Fabinho's jersey, but the referee played on. But it was about one minute to a minute and a half afterwards. They uh, uh, scored, you get me? And then they uh, pulled it back. Then they got, they yeah, any dragged, foul they could kind of find it. Yeah, they, they dragged were, it back. They into that foul. Foul. And it was harsh. Uh, like, it, it was like something what Mickey said there. Like, you're seeing that every day in the box. If that's the case, why is there penalties week in and week out in, in, in the thing? Like, we saw... Marcus jersey was being pulled yesterday. The, uh, the goal against St. Mirren there when they were pulling on Jens' jersey last week. Do you know what I mean? That's yet, part of the game, pulling and jerseys. Yet he, and yet he gave a foul against Kyogo yesterday for that week. Yeah. I mean, the guy never even went down. It, was, it just pushed him to get a bit of space and the ref gave a foul. But I didn't even see it. Like, I was looking going, what's that far? Until they showed the replay. Then I was looking going, really? Like, you know, and if... See, that's the problem. Like, if they're making these decisions as referees. The post and VAR is not going to get involved if the referee kind of makes these, unless it's a serious fault. You know? I've said it from the start of the pod and even before that, Paul. UEFA should take care of the referee. That's who mm-hmm. should be. Across the leagues, see all the, all the Scottish referees, you should all need to apply to join a UEFA register for club for refereeing. And if they're good enough to make you register for Wherever, whatever country do you get, it'll be like they use it on Cyprus this weekend. That kind of thing. That, do you get what I mean? Every every referee that wants to referee in a top league needs to apply to UEFA, pass their tests, and then UEFA decide. Like right, that wee group is like well, you've got like when it was World Cup games, like three Scottish guys went all together, kind of thing. Right, that mm-hmm. wee group of Scottish guys they're going out to Cyprus this week. They boys feel. I don't know, Norway or Denmark, they're going out to do the Scottish games this week. That That's where it should be, and UEFA should be keeping that and keeping the levels, and it should be UEFA's guidelines that are always being followed, like a, a governed body rather than just going be league, be league, be league. Because then you get you go to Europe and different different things happen. Do you get what I mean? You're going here countries that are using VAR against countries that aren't using VAR mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so... As it's something that I, I definitely think the referee should be centralised with UEFA or even FIFA them jointly or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And what does that mean actually? I was written somebody's just written sparked out there in the chat. I just didn't remember. Unfortunately, that we get referee. That we get watered down var. What the fuck does that mean? Well, I don't know. I've never heard of that, Mikey. And that is true. We're getting like it's, it's no as basically the full package is what England and that's got. We've got like the watered in version of it. We've got the knockoff version. Is that what it is? Because we're a poorer country. That <laughs> He's getting the GA. We're getting the GA Hawkeye. Sorry. <laughs> Welsh and Jerry's. Welsh and Jerry's done the software and the feeds in that for it. <laughs> but I mean, when you think about I it, like that, how are you getting a watered down version? Like it's either VAR or it's not VAR. That's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. If, if, it isn't the, if it isn't the VAR that everybody else has got, then why would you be using it? You know, like, I just don't understand what they mean by that. Eh? Like, this game on Saturday will be a farce. Because they're animals at that ground anyway. But that's what I'm going to bring up. 
do you think VAR is going to have any impact next week on these tackles that well, we know we can expect from a Hearts team, Mickey? I, 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 You'd like to think so, really, wouldn't you? you know? the, the, the problem that Hearts have got in, I checked earlier because I had Aberdeen on the day to, to win and I think they pumped Aberdeen anyway earlier the day in the league. Yeah, they won 2 nothing. Hearts are like, I've done, I've done United and Ross County that pick up results next weekend. And we pump hearts. Hearts can go nearly bottom of the league. Jesus. Hearts uh, are absolutely stinking. I mean, hearts are seventh on 14 points. And the bottom of the league, Ross County, are only five points behind them. And Craig Gordon will probably still get uh, goalkeeper of the season. You know? well, aye, right. probably, aye. But see, yeah. back to that, but just with VAR as well, I mean, they brought it in, in Germany, these guys lost their jobs in that, for, they were getting involved in match fixing and that through the VAR system earlier. Really? I, mean, if it, I, I went on about it on the forum at the time, Paul, dig stuff out and put it up to but there was, there was a lot of stuff there in Germany and it was, it was, very, it was getting kind of serious, a lot of high up folk lost their jobs out in that and they were kind of, it could have really hurt the German league if they didn't get put a, put a, a stop on it. Jesus, man. I don't know, Mark. Will this uh, bring out things in Scottish football that we're seeing here, here like these 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 tackles from Longstrong and stuff like that? Because I think if you're going to, if, if they're going to use that the way they do down in England and slow down his tackles, it's a sending off. Do you know what I mean? Aye, aye. You know, so it's, 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 I agree with Mike. I don't, know, I don't know if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Here it's here, mm. Bundesliga, VAR testing in crisis after German chief sacked after the allegations he mani- manipulated video referee in, fa- in favour of his va- favourite club, Schalke. I think I saw a documentary about that, actually. Aye, and there's a pile of stuff in it, how it was, didn't it? It was all starting to get a bit shady kind of thing earlier. And, I mean, that's another thing you've got to watch out for as well. You're going a bit like the gambling, thank you, but Mikey agrees with me now about gambling, advertising and helping gambling in football. Now, the, the, the foothold that gambling's got in, in football you know, is it's strangling, it's, uh, it's strangling, it's strangling out the game. Mm-hmm. It really it's is. Celtic should, should never have a, no. a, 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 a sponsor of promoting gambling is in Daffa bit actually. I don't care how much money they give Celtic. Celtic are not going to try and insult me by saying that they can get a sponsorship of equivalent in value from a food company or anything other than gambling. Aye, gambling's aye. a major problem within this company and people aye. have got bad. Gam- gambling and drink. There's a reason you're, is that there's a reason that Celtic aren't allowed to wear these strips in other countries make into it. Well, that's mm-hmm. why even I, I bought a new Celtic top. I, I'll never ever buy a top with a gambling sponsor on it ever. Nah, I, I totally agree with that. A day it's like, I mean, years ago, Mikey, you're into your F1. I can mention the F1 cars had like regal king size and Benson and Hedges and yeah, stuff. Williams and uh, Rotman, uh, I, I've got a sneaker like in the darts and that. I was all tobacco companies and they done away with that. And well, I got a massive me, like gambling scale. and drinks the same. I got a big massive scale car, a Michael Schumacher's Ferrari for 2001 that I got given ages ago from my mum and dad. It's so smart, it's, but it's an identical replica of it. And right on the back wing, it's got Marlboro. Marlboro, <laughs> aye, aye. And they, they were in the, well, I, I still think that they know the biggest flag company in America. 
Aye, I think so, aye. And then, like, F1 took a stand and was like, like, that's it, that's... The, I mean, ironically, they'll still go to every oil-rich country in the world for, like, F1 uh, trucks and that. Uh, aye, exactly, aye. <laughs> But, but uh, I, I totally agree with that. Things like smoking. I mean, don't. I mean, I smoke, but I don't. I would. I would. I still disagree with advertising it and ramming it down people's throats. Mm-hmm. Same with drinking. Same with even gambling and stuff like that. It's, because as as you said, Mikey, as well, it's it's society's problems we've got in Scotland with gambling and drinking and stuff like that. But I, I still need to be encouraging that. It's, I don't sit. Doesn't it sit well with me? A, a weird one as well. Um, I don't know if you've noticed the manager in the month thing. And just won a few times in uh, Simon Ferry and what's the other the ginger headed guy that he's Paul Slane go and interview the manager after the man of the month and it's presented by Glenn's Vodka. Even the manager well, of the month is sponsored by a vodka company. I've never <laughs> noticed that. And is that that's, is that no some is that not a cheap fucking JK vodka? Yeah, you can use Isn't it to get paint off your hands, yeah. Ah, it's not exactly classy, isn't it? No, being sponsored with Glenn's vodka. I've never yeah, noticed that, Mickey, but that's just, well, they're, aye, they're the same, exact same thing. Why, just to get some kind of money. It's like what I said the other night about people that say, I oh, don't bother about results in the Champions League. Yeah, I've just been checked there, yeah, they've got a partnership with the SPFL. They've even got a brand of vodkas with the SPFL, SPFL branding on it. I think the way the Scottish footballers want to walk back, they'll sell their soul by for a bit of money. You know, that's that's a problem. That's money is ruined. Ruined. Yeah, ruined it has ruined the game. Like, so look at this. I've just, I've just been I've, I've just been reliably informed by a source that that vodka is no cheap. It's the same price as Smirnoff. <laughs> that, 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 that's because of taxes and that stuff. Back in the day, you used to be able to get a litre of Glen's for about eleven quid or nine pounds. Was that the only reason it's caught up in prices is because legally it's got to because of that. Remember they put all the tax on all the drinks in that mine. They're like this. Oh, aye, 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 aye. So all, all the drinks got to be a similar price. I can, I just, I can vaguely mind it, but I, I thought it was cheap stuff, that Glen stuff. But I, even that makes. I mean, you go to why they hear one, two gay parts, one to four. It's a cinch mob or this car dealing or this carry on, right? So why does Dougie Partner say, well, I'll sponsor that man to the month competition? Do you get what I mean? I'll go, I'll go up against Singe, and I know they're getting this every every day that was mentioned at Singe Premiership, but every time, I'll have the Celtic manager standing there by a wee plaque saying, man, the month sponsored by Parks of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I mean, it's like he says, it'll be probably buttons they're getting off it too. This will be interesting. You will maybe know better than me. When was the last time Celtic had a sponsor, their main sponsor, that wasn't a drink or gambling related? It was the Ford Peoples, was it? Was it not NTL? NTL, I would be NTL. NTL, 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 Carlin, aye, that would be hit, aye. Carlin then tenants, yeah. It was like CR Smith, Peoples, then that, like the NTL deal. But again, yeah. that, that would see all, all these sponsorships, that was all, that was all, all firm sponsorships, wasn't it? Yeah. We did the sponsorship, they did the same sponsorship, the same, yeah. aye. Well, Mark, we, but, we, we were talking about 
Here, see, see, just, no, see, just before we fin- before we move on, just on that, see, even down to the fact, Mikey, they, the money, the money we're making up, Paul, different. why can Celtic not just have a foundation badge on them all the time? Does it really, does Celtic really need a few million pounds off a drink in a gambling company so often? Do you get what I mean? Well, I was going to go the opposite way, and I was going to say, you see Man City, their, their owners uh, calling the thing, uh, oh, the Eighty-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight-eight
Uh, Dortmund, uh, if you can name me another, uh, look at what they've done to Man City. They've probably got the ugliest catch I've ever seen. Is that who's making my change? I couldn't even have I hate jerseys when the crest is in the centre. The only one I've ever liked with that is Celtics in 1997-98 with Larson with the dreadlocks. I quite like that. That was was in the first main kit, the Umbro one. The Umbro? Yeah. Yeah. That That is the one right in the middle. Well, that'll be a big thing. I, 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 was the Nike, I wasn't really impressed with many of the Nike strips in that, to be honest. No, the, no. The ones, the, the actual, even the quality of them. Yeah, well, I see, yeah. I went and bought that um, Bumblebee top. Remember, Mark, we were on it. Remember the one for 2010? Aye, aye. Roy Keane in that thing. Like, I managed to get one at Roy Keane. Robbie Keane in that, wore that. And the quality of that is sickening to them, like. But there was a few Nike tops that were poor. But, I mean, have, have all Adidas kits with Celtic been good so far? They have, really. Yeah, I liked them, yeah. Really did. I mean, no, but I'm even talking about the actual quality of them in that, Paul. No, I, managed I, managed to get burn marks, I managed to get burn marks with flares in Germany, so that was good. So there must be some decent quality like yeah. They burnt my condition and managed to get the burn marks out, so <laughs> No but mind that no, but mind that mind Nike were coming out with all this part about the oh, the strips are made for recycled plastic bottles and stuff like that and you, you were washing them and they were bobbling and stuff was falling off them and stuff like that. Could, could, be, be, could be could be cast raw. <laughs> no, oh, that's I, what's I, hilarious. They're going about it's made from recycled material, but wanting to charge you a hundred quid for it. Aye. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Run. Uh, prices of strips is, is, is shocking as well. It really is. I mean, imagine imagine you're sitting there, you're a Celtic supporter, but you've got two kids in there, you take to the games and stuff like that, and then they're just piling out strips after strips every year kind of thing. Must Why be not? These guys, guys yeah. are a fortune, man. See, the thing, Mark, before, Mark, when I was growing up, they used to change, we said a home jersey, one year, aye, and then aye, they wasted. Now they're bringing out three strips in like. one year. Do you know what I that's mean? What it, aye, that's exactly it, Paul. You get a, a new home strip one year and a new away strip the next yeah, year. The new yeah, home strip no, next year. you three brand new strips, Mark. Or no, you could even have a fourth jersey. Do you know what I mean? You know, just just aye. to have a... They're like, what is it? Are they got a European jersey or something yeah, like that, innit? Yeah, you know, I never know, like, I never normally buy a top, but I bought one because I was going to Germany, so I got the home one with no sponsor. Kyogo in the back in Japanese. And I got the Champions League patches on it, delivered to my house, hundred and seven pound. That's a that's a joke, isn't it, really? But you know what I mean. And like that's, and obviously that's, I got it out. My first Celtic top came in a cardboard box, right? <laughs> it wasn't even it wasn't even made of silk. It was you know, old fashioned kind of material. Do you get what I mean? And my mum had to sit and sew the badges on it. My mum, honestly, God, not the badges came in a wee pouch separate. My mum had to sit and God, that's the kind of that's what strips were like when I was like, like really young, trying to get replica. They weren't even replica strips. They were official, but they were there was no badges attached or nothing. It was just a green and white hoop top, and it like see the wee white V bit with white pointy collars. Can you mind mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? It was that top, but my mum had to iron the, you know what, even iron, they came a bit later on, you could iron them on. My mum had to sit and stitch these badges onto the tops and that. 
you know, then what poor fuckers, ma'am, then couldn't solve it. Badges were sitting Badges were sitting Put on, trying to put on the jersey mark in the back, the front the stick to the back. <laughs> I can't get his head through the, the jersey. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, look at that. They have Joseph here. I have five kids. Do you know what I mean? Imagine they have Joseph. Five, I have five yeah. kids. What about that? I mean, what's that? they make you pay the £107. You thought it would be about 60 quid for a kid. A kid's told the same kind of thing. Probably about 70 if you get the stupid patches and that on it. Eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Imagine you're out there and you're, you're five wings all screaming for every Celtic token that came out. The football's not for the fans anymore. You know what I mean? No. It's a business. <laughs> Football is a business now, like. Money oh, and tourists, money and tourists, Paul. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. Money and tourists. I've, I've got a wee one on the way over, so that'll be another expense. <laughs> Aye. They'll be able to tell you soon enough how much it yeah, costs. Yeah, but even look at the prices of these baby stuff. We'll, like, we'll, get there, we'll, buy, we'll buy the enough. Me and Jack will get their first Celtic tote, Mikey. Christ, yeah, I hope you won't be stitching on the badges. What? <laughs> Jack will show the badges. <laughs> but I say, even if you look at the... If you go in the Celtic shop and like, look at baby stuff, because obviously that's natural for people to go and, like look at that stuff and that, and it's a shock. It's, it is really a shock the price of certain things. Uh, yeah. I will only imagine. I was just about to say it. I can only imagine a baby, a junior top now for a fifteen, sixteen one is nearly the same price as an adult. Do you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. Unless you know someone like I did and get a lot of back of a truck, you're kind of fairly sorted. <laughs> you know, but we keep that hush hush. You know. Just that's all they want. It's just money, money, money all the time. Mm-hmm. No, that's, it, it, and that's putting pressure. And this is when fans start to get ratty and pissed off when they go first six, seven games and the performances are dire. Eh? You know what I mean? Because guys are paying a lot of money, whether it's kits and travel and season tickets and that. And this isn't a bit of Celtic fans that have got like a God-given right to demand what they want, but they just want a bit of effort. You can get uh, rich, but it's got to be effort in that, eh? Uh, you've, uh, you, you don't you don't mind getting beat with a, a better team making better players, but you're expecting yeah. that. Well, see, that's right. There's maybe a wee difference of opinion with the Real Madrid thing, Mikey. I was quite, I was, I, I was not happy we get beat for nothing, but I thought happy with the performance for, for at least for, well, for the first tour, Paul. Mm-hmm. You get, I, I was delighted with the way we played in that first tour, but you're still, you're just, as Mikey said, there we did still get beat for nothing, but it was still there was a there was positives to take for it. But for mm-hmm. that game, there's been need. There was for, for that for that Real Madrid game to yesterday. There's really nothing been positive to take for watching Celtic. Mhm. Hopefully, this is. I mean, like yesterday's performance turned a corner. Yeah, right. like it wasn't expected yesterday, Mark. Come look, looking the way we were playing. Do you get me? As oh. I said it to you, Mark, when I, when I saw that light up, it's going to be a long day. You know. Yeah, an, an infant, an infant baby, Celtic babies, twenty twenty two twenty three away kit from thirty eight pound. <laughs> Jesus, Christ, I, I, I wish I kept my mouth shut in that one. Now. <laughs> but Celtic infant, what's the difference between an infant and a baby? Because that's be an infant zero, an infant zero to three months, and then three months to six months. Forty-five. Celtic baby socks. It's only the way stuff in the infant and baby section. I'm looking at baby Celtic baby socks. Away seven quid 
I'm surprised they didn't hate Daffa bet on them. Oh, no, they, no, they don't. <laughs> but I, I mean, seven, seven pounds for a pair of socks. Yeah. But I need to go and shoot off, guys, so I need to go and get right. there. And yeah, we let it down anyway. I uh, will be boosting anyway shortly, Mikey, but yeah, thanks for coming uh, on, Mikey, mate. Appreciate it. I've enjoyed that, it again. It's always good to hear Blair on a Sunday. Aye. <laughs> so, uh, we'll be back again uh, Thursday night, I suppose, after the Motherwell game for match reaction. Then we look more detail the into her. Game, the Motherwell game's an early kickoff, Paul. Quarter past six, yeah. We might do us at Wednesday night. Maybe they have you after the game. Yeah, I'm going, yeah. To the, I'm, I'm going to the Motherwell game, so. Are you going here? Aye. How far is Motherwell from you? Uh, not too bad, actually. It's just beside the M&Ds, is it? It's not far from that, is it? So, Mikey, to see if, you, Mike, if you're saying Motherwell's not that far for you, man. Who says you're that far for you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm half there. See if you're... I don't know what motorway it is, but see whatever motorway it is, you turn either left or right, and you're going to Motherwell, and you're going to Hamilton. I'd be it's probably the same distance. Yeah. Not but I'm not, invi- I'm not inviting you up to stay here. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> like you're trying to get out of it there to stay. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, uh, well, maybe tell you, depending on what time the game finishes at, right? Exactly, right. Exactly. That's it, lads. Uh, Mark would close the shop. Right, thanks very much, Paul. Again, Mikey, thanks for coming on. Everybody that joined, that joined us in the live chat, thanks very much again. Really appreciate all the, the support and that. If you know how, please hit the like button and leave a comment as well. And if you can, share it on your Twitters and whatever. Thanks very much again, lads. Hail, hail, good night and God bless. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovo podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.